welcome to Proof Beyond Reason, our first episode. Number one. The first ever episode. I am Ivan, the average. I got with me Mike the Baptist Yo. in geology. Let's What's give a up? shout out real quick to our sponsors, MatthewMovement.com. Make sure you guys check them out. Uh, wear what you believe. Hip-hop clothing uh, mixed with the culture, mixed with a little bit of Christianity and a whole lot of Jesus. And uh, and today we're going to be talking about, what are we talking about? The culture. The culture. Today we're going to be talking about today, basically. Yeah. What's yes. going on That's today. What it is, yeah. That's going to be our first episode. Uh, while you guys are hearing us, just make sure you guys take note that if you want to to give a comment, if you want to leave anything, uh, it can you guys can hit us up at proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. That's it. Proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. Uh, because it's our first episode, uh, we don't have every single one of our our personal personal. Um, social media outlets. Yeah, social yeah. media outlets out there uh but in the future episodes we should be able to give everybody well you could find me at uh, mike the baptist uh on twitter yeah so we'll be talking about the culture today so just to jump right into this i mean today i think i think there was already like two shootings today Were i mean at least it was it today or was it, yesterday? it was pine yesterday pine hills pine hills yes Another the, one in Pine Hills. Another today. one. And then the Facebook killer, I think is what they were calling him, which everybody should know that. Cleveland. That was just shooting somebody. He just walked out of his car and just shot somebody. Did you see that, Mike? No. You haven't seen that? Nope. Guy literally walked out of his car on Facebook Live. I mean, this is the world we're in. Listen to this. Facebook Live. So nobody would have been able to do this before. Walks out of his car. I guess he broke up with his girlfriend. I don't know all of all of the uh all of the information but broke up with his girlfriend and literally got out of his car and looked at a gentleman an elderly gentleman and say oh yeah that guy i'll just kill him walked right up to him pointed the camera and said hey do you know this woman said her name guy looked at him and was like nah and he said well this is the reason you're gonna die bam took out pistol in the head is that Camera real? Shook? That's not real. real. It was real. G. Is that real? G. That was said to have happened. It was real. Then he got. Was it yesterday too that they found that that the cops circled him and then he killed himself? I so before that was they could get him, ago. he said he killed thirteen people already. We're talking about thirteen random people. Nah, I'm, telling I'm looking you. it up right now. These cats yeah. giving me fake news. No, no, no. I'm telling you. That was if you see the video, the video's real. Like they had searches on Facebook and everything. But again, this mm, is uh, yeah. yeah. This is the world we're living in today, right now. I mean, killings left and right. Do you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. ABC News. Yeah. And um wow. Yeah. Okay. It really happened. I mean, so we're looking at this postmodern, this uh, world where where we're really entrapped by our social media right now. More people are looking down at their phones than they're looking into books than ever before. More people are looking down at their phones than they are looking really at at television screens or even at the real world. People interact with people on their phones. I mean, it's if a, they're right next to each other, it's like mm. I always say: they connect, or they want to connect, but they're slowly disconnecting from people. Itself. Yeah. There is a disconnect there. It's a weird, almost 
it's it's a it's like a reverse evolutionary process you know for those that believe in evolution um you know there's this sense that we're getting bigger faster stronger more intelligent but we're losing the basic elements of life uh morality community interaction uh face-to-face -face interaction like some basic skills that you need you know i i you know eye contact uh um just basic things we, people, we just lose that. people don't know how to or most people don't know how to give an interview how how to do an interview it depends your age too yeah so. yeah i mean a lot of this is coming up with with millennials when it comes to millennials in mm -hmm. our generation a lot of that is, which i think all of us are millennials yeah. at, this, at this table so. so so here's some facts real quick for you on when we're talking about that jumping into some millennials right we got uh on average right now approximately 10,000 millennials are born or 10,000 millennials are turning 21 every day so what that goes into i'm much is older that, than that by right the way. Just, is that as the baby <laughs> i'm the oldest one here so just that that we're going to actually be the the biggest generation uh come to 2018 well, as of the end of last year, to my understanding, we are the number one generation um, as of the end of last year. Uh, wow. Pew Research yeah. showed that we are the, the largest generation right now. Yeah, Bazaar says that in 2018, millennials will have the most spending power of any generation ever. I believe that. They're, that they, they eclipse the baby boomers by $3.39 trillion. It's crazy. Mm. Oracle says that. And if Oracle says it, you have to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you are. If your company's name is Oracle, that's a top 500 company. <laughs> but the name alone. So just on commerce alone, it says that 41% of millennials, we're talking about millennials, so they can be young, old, all of that, wherever we're at in that millennial cap, 41% have already made purchases on their smartphones. Or gone to a website or any or something like that 48% of Millennials say word of mouth means more than any ad or any any show or any sort of any sort of uh, advertisement or marketing that you can do that word of mouth mm. and you see that in our culture you see it I mean I think it's because of like what you were saying G that right now our culture is so open and our tentacles like we can reach everybody right now but we're so closed to mm -hmm. the person to the people even next to us yeah i got my lady that tells me all the time when we're having a conversation she has to literally tell me to put my phone down mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and i'm and this is a rule we made up like in our house like don't be disrespectful to each other try not to be disrespectful to people as well when they're talking to you something i would like to teach my kids coming up I mean, it's disrespectful and we're so connected. I'm connected to everybody right now. All my family in Cuba, all my family in Miami, New Shout Jersey. Out to Cuba. Shout out to all of the Cubanos, the Cubans. Hey. Yeah. All my family in Puerto Rico too. Puerto got, Rico. Got Come a little on bit of Puerto Rican in me. Um, and now with my wife, uh, our family in Guyana and in our family in Ooh. Ireland. Ooh. Ooh shout yeah. Out. Shout out to Connor. <laughs> McGregor. <laughs> 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 that's it so i mean 
what is that what is that doing to us you know um it's interesting because uh, i've had this conversation with younger millennials i'm i'm of the older millennial group but uh from the younger millennials i've had almost arguments or heated debates not you know not something that that's damaging but um you know hat in the workplace in the corporate work environment uh there's a lot of issues quote unquote issues with millennials and you know i think yeah. i think overall um i think when we look at the behaviors of this generation i think it's a good thing like and, and let me preface preface it by saying this i think it's the the communication piece you know being hooked to the phones and and i think every generation had a vice uh, the baby boomer generation had vices with cigarettes uh, this generation doesn't necessarily have the vice with cigarettes they have uh, vices with electronic devices and being kind of ahead of the game with with shoes and all of that because there's so much information they we're we're exposed to so many things i mean you started the show talking about you know there was a murder here there's a murder there and and we just constantly are getting bombarded with uh, all of this all of this information about things that are happening around the world. But when I was growing up, you know, we didn't have that much information. Now, I mean, you know, I can watch somebody get their head chopped off on YouTube or whatever it is if they if I find it, you know, fast enough. And we're almost desensitized to yeah. pain or or empathy because we see so much of it, you know, uh with with the access of so much information. That's big. That um, you know that that we've become this this generation that even though we may be fighting for rights and we want there to be this sense of equal acceptance and and all this you know all this relatively good things because there's so much information out there people can, can compare and challenge worldviews and challenge thoughts and challenge ideas and that's all positive I think that's all positive ever. and progressive I think that's amazing um, but the downside to it is the lack of empathy and the lack of uh, of 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 independent thinking. Mm -hmm. I think we are getting so fed, and this is my opinion, so you can feel free to disagree. But I think we want to be heard so much through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram, through whatever you use, Snapchat. Some of the younger millennials are using all this all this stuff now. Um, but I think we want to be heard so bad but it's very difficult to have a conversation to have to have a sit down let's talk let's let's have a positive conflict around certain issues where we can iron out what our differences are and what the issues are so that we can really progress there's like talk about progressiveness but the actual act of being progressive has to do with rational rational ideas ra people just sitting down and being rational and talking about things in a very um you know not we can have conflict and we can argue but it can be a positive thing for positive yeah. change i think we're missing that because we're so consumed with wanting to be heard we're not listening to each most other. i think yeah. that's that's a big plague right now because i can have a conversation with somebody but it's never really a conversation if we're both not looking in the same direction so if i have my own point of view and somebody else has a different point of view no one's listening it's like we're both having an argument every time and it's not an argument as far as what we used to call an argument back in the day where mm. two people are really giving what they have and we're open to listening like you're saying we've become almost like 
this is my belief and that's it. I'm holding on to it. But where did you get that belief? Where did it stem from? And you end up finding out that it really is just somebody else's belief that mm. that you ended up hearing word of mouth wise mm -hmm. because you didn't have anything there. There was a chasm there. There was there was a hole there. So then you took to whatever you felt at that moment was was the one that you read up and not much research. And here's what's crazy. So you would think that because our generation is like is so desensitized, right? And 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 you that's, see them that's at the, the word. Yeah, that's the yeah. word I was looking for. Yeah, you see them at the workplace, right? But it you would almost think like, man, these people like they like how dumb could they be if you really watch videos of us and how we act and how our generation is it is on the on on the television screen and you see these riots and you see how how we really are trying to show our voice and you would think like man these people they're so like how how could they do that but we are actually here's a, a statistic from millennial branding is that 50 percent of millennials go to our college students that have gone into the classroom and 63 percent of millennials have actually gotten their bachelor's degree so at some point in time millennials are the most educated generation in america mm -hmm. is what it says the most educated so so you have these two things that it's like man we're so educated right we have everything at our fingertips uh but yet we don't know how to act i you know i don't i i think <sighs> It's things mostly that affect them. That's what they lean towards. Like a matter of, does it suit me in a way? That's how it's gone or been twisted. So you have people getting all this information, all this knowledge, education, quote unquote, and then it just all merges together and they just pick and choose whatever suits them. That's mm -hmm. what a, a common thing that's been happening lately. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, the reaction is, is, you know, it could be due to we have so many outlets to for people you know for our voice to be heard but we're not really being heard and we really want to be heard because we have all this information in our head we have all this knowledge and it's easy for us to look up something in google and think that it's the most accurate information in the world because that's the first result that came up or that's the sponsored result and that's the one that that it, that we're getting first so we think it's you know this is it this is all the this is correct information it might not be correct yeah. information it might mm -hmm. be distorted but in any case you know i think um i mean there's a lot of positive that comes from having so much knowledge again challenging ideas challenging philosophies and i even love the fact that um you know that that the church is being challenged so much um uh, as far as church structure as far as um the word i think it's phenomenal because it, it instead of us shying away from it and being mm -hmm. scared and like oh man the challenge word god and church i think it's a very positive thing because it forces uh the christian community to rise up and be knowledgeable and stop playing games and stop you know if there are churches out there that are that are messing with people and stealing from people uh the millennial generation is out to get you yeah. they're Just, gonna get they're gonna they're gonna find the horse crap in your system and they're gonna get it and it's gonna stink and you, gotta you know make sure it stinks and you gotta make they're gonna make sure that it's it's exposed and i think that's phenomenal i love 
the fact that this generation also on that same on that same conversation of challenging the church i i haven't seen a more ex, more acceptance in churches than i have right now now that can go to a yeah, very that can be a bad that can thing be a bad absolutely thing absolutely it, anything at its hyper and yep. at its extreme can we be can bad. have heresy jump in yeah, the church absolutely. all of that but as far as what i've seen myself in my own walk i have seen an an abundance of just openness just just even by i mean if you think about it in some of our walks you can't even by just how you look you couldn't walk into or be accepted into right. a place. you had a, if you had a hat on yeah and, you know i remember when tattoos yeah i remember man this was a long time ago but i remember you know having g um at, at a service one time and Geology. just seeing and seeing g and his crew in the back just drawing with the hats on hoodies and just kind of chilling and immediately the thought process from uh you know from a very legalistic standpoint was like oh these cats ain't paying attention yeah. they're not this they're not that and when I approached them with that legalistic mindset and I just show up to them, not only were these cats paying attention, but they could summarize what the word was saying. They were on it. And they drew a picture. And they drew a picture. They showed you what, what was being preached. And I was like, these dudes is legit. And, you know, we just formed an amazing relationship from there. But that's a that is a prime example of what how distorted maybe our view is yeah. of what we call, you know, the millennial generation, the younger generation. And and a lot of the distorted uh, views of the millennial generation come from the older generation. Yeah. And when our parents were, yeah, yeah, when our parents were young, with the baby boomer generation, their parents thought they were crazy, and these guys were doing all these wrong things. So it's a cycle. It's not something new. This is not a new thing. But the fact that our generation is the most technologically advanced, most educated—that's, I think, the point of discussion here today. Is is kind of how the culture has been affected, uh, whether positive or negative by this assuming information at your fingertips um you know with all the social media and, and everything that's kind of bombarded us in the last few years literally on last maybe seven yeah, eight quick, years quick yep. just so fast yeah 2007 maybe and on yeah I mean, 2001 I, and on i think there's there's an ebb and flow kind of this tug of war between these two words and and hear me out I think there's this tug of war right now in our culture between battling for acceptance and tolerance. Hmm. That's both of those things are having this tug of war. Do you accept me? If you don't, then where's your tolerance at? And do you tolerate me? Because if you tolerate me, then you can accept me. And there's like this this ebb and flow, this movement right now of tolerance and acceptance but there's no way that i'm wrong though so don't get it twisted right so that's yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. part of that yep. is either you either either you, you accept you me have to accept you have me, to accept or you have to tolerate there's me. no way that i'm wrong my yeah. behavior is not wrong exactly. it's it's me i'm doing me and i'm gonna invent a new reason why i exist or why i do things so you have to accept me and if you don't accept me i'm gonna find a group in north dakota i'm gonna if you live in like orlando right i'm gonna if y'all none of you guys accept me there's gonna be a group somewhere in the united states or in the world that i can jump onto 
even if way. they're not face to face, even if they're just on my on my device. We're seeing that a lot in the LGB community. I mean, nowadays you'll have people just automatically go, "Oh, I'm gay," and if you don't accept that, they'll just keep going and they'll just be doing themselves until they find a way or they have other people come with them and they basically just form new laws or change government structure so that they it can fit there yeah. and, and that's just one group though that's just one example one, yeah. of many i think i think it, as far as our culture is concerned that's just the norm the norm now is to form groups with yep. with titles and yeah. logos if and you don't and all that stuff. if 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 there isn't a group made for me i'm making my own group and then people are following me that's i mean this is the norm right now and this is the most i I don't know, maybe since Roman times, from what I read in Roman, uh, in, in in historical writings of that time, of that era, this has to be one of the most times that the worldview of relativism is just popping, just in embedded in every worldview. I mean, like, it is like a, a this, this, like... Repeat I'm, that, yeah. So wait, wait. relativism embedded, embedded in every, every worldview. worldview. Dang, that's a that's in, a bold statement right there. In every yeah. worldview, you could see relativism in Christianity when you when you have things that are clearly clearly apostate, when you have things that's clearly heresy, and and it and it tub it ebb and flows on the acceptance tolerance thing. But it's like, no, I have relativism in my worldview. Not, wow. not that my worldview is relativism, but I think now more than ever, relativism is is in everyone's worldview. You know, I think, um, you know, when we look at the science community, the science community is pushing this. I mean, for years they have been, you know, pushing this idea that uh, religion and science are separate um, you know, when, when in fact, I think that's a completely distorted message since the 1800s. Yeah. You know, it's a completely distorted message and a completely distorted, um, you know, way to try to create, uh, essentially like their own worldview. But that's a, you know, we could even jump into that topic later, but, um, the relativistic part comes almost from the scientific community in that, um, you know, I was listening to to a, a, another podcast and and a leading uh, physicist was on there talking about how you know there's just so many possibilities with physics and this and that even though there are laws in place they're starting to see how there's just so many possibilities with certain things and mathematics can give you infinite um, uh, conclusions or infinite possibilities blah 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 and then suddenly he just throws in this statement out of nowhere yeah unlike the greatest story ever told that's only it's a it's it's only once and that's it and that's a boring story and just out of nowhere just gives this just wrecking ball to to christianity and jesus and later on in the podcast he continued to just bash christianity and jesus when his topic of discussion didn't have to do with historical relevance nor did it have to do with um with philosophy it had to do with 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 a science and science doesn't eliminate or doesn't disprove the existence of god nor does it disprove um maybe it depends on the religion obviously but it doesn't necessarily disprove um that religion or it doesn't prove that religion 
is 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 a, a hindrance on society or anything like that they just kind of throw these assertive statements in there it actually does the opposite it, it actually reveals yeah it, it tells in more, more yeah. of a story i mean it, science it, science does. science shows you that there's order that there's mm-hmm. T- there's infinite amount of information there's there's uh, creativity there's there's so much that points us to a designer yep. that i mean we and we can dive deep into that discussion at a later time too but you know there's so much that is revealed through science that it doesn't take away from a designer actually affirms the designer but these assertive statements is what i'm getting at mm-hmm. is that you know the assertive statements in that there's no way there can be uh, an absolute truth or an absolute reality or an absolute view of the world. There has to be relativism. And I think that kind of goes back to us as a society. We're seeing there's so much information and so many possibilities and so many things that we get influenced what in do you, that. But what do you believe? How do you believe what you believe? If it's being questioned every day, if it's, if not only. I think all of our views are being questioned just because another view is being shown to you every single day because of this intake of information that we now have in our culture. So we kind of have all of these people that are really like like Christ was saying, this, this wave that's being tossed left and right, just back and forth, not really knowing or being grounded or having this full foundation of what they believe. I remember going out to one of the cities here and talking with millennials and just bringing them four pictures having four pictures out there and before i started our our conversation with my four pictures uh i would ask them what they believed and i'm telling you mike that gee there was no one knew what they believed i mean it was alarming Nobody knew what they believed. We're talking about 15-year-old, 17-year-old educated people, educated kids, young adults that don't know what they believe. So then I come at them with this very scientific, very, very fundamental, uh, almost uh, this algorithm of, of, of acceptance and understanding who christ is and understanding how science really reveals christ and man they you can see them battling like in their face in their mind no there's no like, there's no yeah, way there's that's no the way truth. there's but no then, way but then you leave the question there and you just leave it there and you it just plant the seed and and tell them like would you research this like would you look this up would you go and just take it home with you and just really think about this thing and you can really see that it's it's there there there's a point in our culture where yes they hold on to what they believe which they don't know most of us don't know what we really believe but there is that threshold where i think i think that's really why we're here kind of pbr altogether that we can reach a society we and can just just to clarify we are in the christian view uh, worldview all three of us here if you yeah. if you don't know already if you, or if you haven't realized that yes but gee you you are in forums and sometimes you're doing back and forth and i you know i know you get very common themes or very common rebuttals and common you know it's almost like there's a lack of individual thought to certain topics Huge. because we're just getting fed 
uh, certain things from you know the facebook or the news even you know we're getting you know ivan's over here he's giving you uh information of the news and all of a sudden you know that's that's legit and sometimes we have to do a little more research to make sure we have all the facts and stuff but um but that's true right when when you're on the forums that you kind of see this consistent just same thoughts and it's almost like cookie cutter ideas or 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 you know things that you heard but not necessarily something you've wrestled with. You've sat back. You've thought about it. You try to put things together. You try to create a reason behind why you're yep. thinking about this. And but no, instead it's just it's like a, a, a parrot just repeating things. I mean, a common thing I constantly hear is Jesus wasn't real. It's all a myth. When yet, when I start pointing out even non-biblical accounts of his existence, people start baffling and just. Like start stuttering, wondering where I got this information. And you could talk about Pliny the Young and Tiberius and people just start going crazy. Or even the disciples themselves that there's yes. countless mm-hmm. historical evidence and, and, and even their, outside of and the Bible. their again. disciples. Scripture yeah. itself has been mm-hmm. told being historically accurate. All not scripture. circular reasoning. Again, not Correct. using scripture to prove scripture, but saying we're going to look outside of this book for for some sort of proof in the tapestry of history and see if there is anything that's pointing uh to any of these events because really if if there's one or two things pointing to these events there is some sort of trueness here there's there's some sort of of uh of pure pureness in what what this uh what this book is saying Mm. Mm-hmm. I like it. No, yeah, and you know when uh, when we talk about how you know the the millennial generation's kind of this, um, it's it's uh, it, and I don't want to keep bashing millennial generation. Don't you do know what I'm saying? Like that's We're not it's not what I want to do. One, I'm a millennial, right? But you know, one of the things that I don't enjoy is uh, being in that corporate environment where. There's this all this you know human resource training on how to how to keep millennials based on the behavior blah 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 and I think I think you know millennials to some degree are misunderstood. Does I think, it get you though? But 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 you know there's a lot of truth in it. Don't get yeah. don't get me wrong. But uh, you know I think I think just as quickly as we can see that the culture has just been bombarded by the information we ourselves have been bombarded with the information so you know our sleep patterns are different mm-hmm. uh the way we, as you as you mentioned Everything. the way we interact with each other different. our health is different that's 89% of millennials would prefer to choose when and where they work rather than being at a 9 to 5 all that has to do with what you're saying, Mike. Which not is, only which that, is amazing, though. If you think it about is, that, it it's is. amazing because they don't want. We don't want because I yeah. know I'm. I probably part of that statistic. Yeah, we don't want to be at a nine to five, nope. eight to five behind a desk. It doesn't work with our lives, Could, with how our pattern is. Well, our, not only that, yeah, because we have the exposure to yeah, the yeah. to YouTube and we see these YouTubers and these vloggers and, and maybe so many avenues and, now. and maybe G one day that's his thing he's gonna be this vlogger and people following him that's gonna be so awesome follow g but um geology you know geology but you know uh, we see these people having these lifestyles that are just extraordinary they travel the world and they're doing all these things and they're filming it and we're like wow i want that life and my life sucks in comparison to that person and we're suddenly comparing ourselves with other people and the interesting thing about that is 
when you have that situation going on, sometimes you don't realize how much work it took to get to that position. No. We want it handed to us. We want well, it. We want we the want microwave. That, we we're we're microwave the microwave generation. generation. We are yeah. the push the button generation, and it's supposed to go. How fast can my phone process four things? At first, it was one thing. Now it's how quick can I do split screen and still be able to do all the things that I did. My laundry can't get done faster. Like all of these things have to get done and that is a plague also in our generation so we know all this stuff but yet we almost are spoiled in our bringing up and we're going to be spoiling without even knowing our children in the generation now to that come. I mean I don't have too much gripe about the productivity aspect of utilizing the technology no. my gripe is the it downtime yeah. it's the downtime yeah. that's destructive it's the downtime where we can spend four hours. Well, you on know YouTube. what you want in yeah. downtime. I want my Netflix. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or I want my binge of Netflix, and I need that extra washer because it'll give me five extra minutes. I need the microwave. Not promoting. That, not that promoting service. Netflix and Think chill. This is not promoting Uber, Netflix and chill. Yeah, not not promoting it. But Uber just is coming out with now. They're pushing a. A delivery service for I food. Mean, they have that already. Yeah, they no, it's there. Yeah, it's yeah. there. I'm saying they're we now used pushing that it before. marketable. It's it's going out now. You they know, have used that for the yeah. pizza, my brother. Exactly. Like you went to go pick exactly. up the pizza. Why I did it old you, school. You know what, what I'm saying? saying? I'm an old school millennial, and I'm the new school in the sense that I'm gonna heat up that pizza in the microwave, my brother, because I want the 30 yeah, seconds yeah. and just throw it in. But I just anyway. eat it while it's hot. But like you're saying, there is a plague. I seen a statistic before that was saying that that they'll even our our generation will be flexible will lose pay if you're flexible on hours so now we're giving things up we're saying you know what i'll take that 825 i mean i believe if you that. let me if you let me just make life. yeah i want to live uh -huh. i mean i, I hated to see my parents i see that a lot in the real tail uh the retail life as a manager exactly. i used to work in a, one of those bigger retail stores and literally we can give them five hours and they would not complain because they were all they good how are your call-ins 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 are crazy yeah listen i me and g have worked in this retail life mike you worked in retail yet long time, long yeah, time like, ago yeah, yeah, like so it's 15 years so yeah, like it's been as long. a store manager man one of the hardest things to do when i was creating and i'm sure g you're with yeah, me on this schedule. when we're creating this schedule and all you have are millennials because again they will take the lower pay so we're using that they'll take this lower pay for these flexible hours is call-ins you net you got to be able to schedule people that you could just pick up the phone and say hey i need you to come in the shift is is kind of a gray shift you don't know whether you are coming in it's not a permanent shift it's a call-in you gotta mm -hmm. call me and i'll tell you whether you're coming in or not i need that because a business happens to get booming throughout that hour or the five hours or whatever it be i need to have extra support it is the hardest thing to get somebody to come in for their call-ins yes, in is. this millennial world <laughs> i mean the hardest it's literally they are begging on the phone and they rather give so not to, come in, to someone else. not to come in they're like you're telling me hold on i'll call you right back They'll i'm gonna call five else. or ten people yeah. somebody that needs the hours and they will call you back and somebody else will walk I mean, through that you door. know you can't blame them trying to maximize that that life the the, the, the childlike life you know what i'm saying like looking at your parents and you seeing your parents work all these crazy hours and then as you grow up as we grow up we're working all these crazy hours like 
like it's just it's you know it's kind of crazy uh to to grow up and see your parents and and not be able to have that relationship time with them but our generation we lived at home for a long time we were under mom's umbrella mama's house grandma's house for a very long time yeah, yeah. and so that's the diff that's a di another difference right there is that there wasn't necessarily an immediate need to be independent there was more so the need to just help out but you know we weren't necessarily looking to uh, a sustainable future why because of that education stat that you just read all these cats are in college and you know maybe getting loans or whatever in school and so the concentration was school and that was the selling point and man i can go on a tangent about that but i'm not gonna go on a tangent on it but you know i think part of the what i was gonna get back to was part of the uh the lack of independent thinking um it is when we look at like our society as a whole what we're hearing a lot more and more and even probably in the forums and when you hear online and in the other podcasts that i listen to this idea of just taking re the statement religion mm -hmm. and just throwing that label on anything that has to do with worshiping a deity or, or anything and they just all get thrown in the bucket and they're all seen as primitive and oh, we're yeah. gonna throw there, it all in the garbage there's there's definitely a stink behind that word now yeah and immediately so when you when you're on this you know when when as soon as you get mentioned that you're religious or you pertain to a religion uh religious affiliation suddenly you're labeled as illogical you're unuseful you live in a fantasy you're primitive you start so, there's there's all these distorted words but they're not there's no there's no substance to it it's just assertive statements because they heard it they've heard it so and, and it's even coming from people with a bunch of letters at the end of their name phd yeah, yeah, yeah. you know whatever you have to hear that yeah and but suddenly I'm they're throwing not, it at you now now you guys might might hate me for this you might not like what i'm about to say but I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them for the reason of this. That what happened to us in post-Christianity? Like what happened to Christianity? What happened to our voice? We're saying that all of these different religions, all of these different points of views, all of these different worldviews are infiltrating our lives, right? Just over and over again. But what happened to the Christian really bringing his faith up front and being face to face with that passing the faith forward what happened to that i mean that's why i'm not mad at it because it's not there g it's not it's i don't i don't see it as much as i would say i used to not only that but i don't do it as much as i used to as well so how can you be mad at the gentleman with the phd if he's pushing his version of christianity at that time you know what i'm saying whatever it is that he believes in is his worldview and he's pushing that the same way us 10 years ago we were a modern christian society i mean we you look at us 20 years ago and i mean we were christian like if you looked at the well, whole the thing, ideas and and maybe some of the yes yes the the political correctness could have been classified as a biblical coming from a biblical worldview but um, but I think it was, I, I wouldn't call us a Christian society. I would say more so we, 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 we gravitated to the yeah, biblical worldview aspect. View. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but now it's sure. blatantly non, a non-biblical, um, uh, uh, type of generation that we live in. 
And so we're, you know, uh, the problem that I see really is, is the lack of identifying, you know, religions as, as independent worldviews, like seeing them independently for what they are and just instead of lumping them together particularly christianity that, yeah. instead of instead of looking beyond or or see one of the one of the arguments is that um you know there's been a lot of harm done in the name of christ or there's been a lot of hypocrisy and so on and so on but that's not the essence of the worldview if you study the worldview and you understand the worldview it is quick to see that the harm that was done in the name of christianity it's not Christianity. Yeah. So therefore you can't okay. label it as Christian and it is not okay. Yeah. Not it is okay. not a proper representation of, of the Christian faith. So you have to bypass this, this lumping of religion and throwing everyone in the same bucket and start to identify these religions as independent worldviews and start to see what are they bringing? What is the, 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 you know, what are they saying? What are they affirming? What is the historical relevance of this worldview? Is there any historical uh, mm -hmm. facts that pertain to this worldview? And then once you start to discover more and more about a worldview, then you can take it seriously. We but have if you to have, be open. but and when I you mean, have a bunch of fantasy, of course you're not. Of course we're gonna we're gonna smell it and say, well, I'm not following like, that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm going to read a passage I read or picked up on an article. It states: History of Western culture has been influenced by Christian ethics and scientific reason, when ignored by common spiritual loyalties and discipline of an objective intellectual tradition bred aggressive self-assertion wars and revolutions yeah dang that's a lot that's a mouthful yeah he's gonna have to read that read seven that one times. more time read that one more time history of western culture has been influenced by christian ethics and scientific reason when ignored by common spiritual loyalties and discipline of an objective intellectual tradition bred aggressive self-assertion wars and revolutions yeah yeah right now right right now we are we're the aliens mm. Yep. Right now, we are. This is a post-Christianity culture we're living in. We are the the people that are not supposed to be here. We are the person that's walking down the street that people look at and say, "Oh, really? We're really not supposed to be here." And some of that problem also in wrapping this in wrapping this episode up is that instead of looking for Christ, we're looking for a government official. Or we're looking for a Messiah here on earth in a person, in a David-like person that, that can come and can save our people somehow. And, and that's not happening. That's not going to happen. The Bible doesn't say that this is going to happen. If anything, in eschatology, it's the reverse. It's going to happen in a reverse form. There will be somebody that does take power, but it's it's not who we want to be taking power at that moment. And so that's where we're at right now. We are aliens. We are people that are not supposed to be here. And we're counter-cultural. We are the ones that are counter-cultural. And in that, this is the best time for you to be reading your word. Because this is where Christ came. In a place and in a time and in an era that was countercultural. Christ himself was countercultural when he came through. He if you look at at some of the disciples and the ways that that they reached areas, that they reached the lost, that that they went into perverse places, and they themselves were counted out right off the bat because of what they believed in, what they were bringing, it was completely off the wall. 
where Paul went, where there was absolutely nobody. There was a statue of literally nothing. And he's like, this is what you guys believe in. Like you guys are believing in this. And that's what we're talking about today. This is the best time for us to open up your word, open up your Bible, look in Acts, look at what these men did. Because just like some of these movements have started with one, two, three, four, five, a group of people and now have thousands or even hundreds of thousands of followers, it's now time for us to go kind of in this pattern of Christianity is going to come back. This this leaning of Christianity, this kind of force of Christianity will come back. And and it's because of the selflessness, mm. I believe, that the word teaches. Well, throughout history, um, y- there's a trend uh, and, and uh, W.E.H. Lecky uh, in his book, A History of England in the 18th Century. He alludes to this in his book. And, uh, and I think it's very accurate when we look at all of history and even all the countries uh, currently when Christianity was seen as the taboo thing, it became the most attractive thing to people. And that's when you saw this exponential growth because it was it was a it was the, the faith that was being uh, uh, denounced. It was the faith that was being uh, persecuted, and so it became taboo but very attractive to the people. So in years to come, because of all the chaos that was surrounding Christianity, it saw tremendous growth, and we see that even in the patterns today in you know in in Korea and China and India, as some of those countries were seeing more persecution, they're seeing a crazy growth in people claiming christ um you know but the reverse would happen as well in cultures where christianity became the mainstream and christianity became a distorted uh religion or distorted worldview in that it was it was it was starting to 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 conform to be for the benefit of the government or it started to conform uh and and started to get distorted from its pure form then you start to see a decline because people didn't trust in christianity anymore they didn't trust in the message because they saw so much foolery they saw so much deception in the system itself but it was too popular so even today we see the same thing in 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 some of the worldviews or even the groups that we see popping up uh, and all these crazy ideas that are that are arising that will probably touch on in the next episode you're seeing that those that were once taboo are now seeing this huge growth and, and getting huge support and the same pattern was seen with christianity so I, I think instead of the church shying away from this uh this drop in attendance in churches instead of being scared that all oh, the government's going to start to tax christians and do all that we should embrace this idea that that trials and tribulations are going to come because now we're going to start to see the purest form of christianity we're going to start to see the power of god manifest himself in the people in the church um rather than it being part of the government or being uh just a, a world view that is that is uh that is united with the government now we're going to start to see the purest form of christianity and the this this the distortion the hypocrisy, all the things that we were seeing, uh, the false messages, the false gospels, are going to start to eliminate themselves. And that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing that in in light of something that seems to be so disgusting and so, uh, um, you know, so, so tragic, there's going to be beauty that comes with it because we're going to see a surge in, in the true Christianity start to rise. 
So uh, I think I think honestly, we need to tune in. Uh, we we just need to keep talking about this next week. So I think our next episode, we're going to continue to talk about this topic, um, and really until we we feel that we've covered pretty good ground on it. But uh, next week, you, you expect to hear some more uh, of what we're talking about and start to dive into different uh, avenues of uh, of this topic. And if you have anything you want to you want to chime in on, if you have uh, a disagreement or if you want to hear us talk about something more specific, uh, hit us up on proofbeyondreason at gmail.com so we can get that uh, in. We can read it. We can respond to you. Uh, and you know we're more than happy to to, to do that. And that's it. That's our time for today. Uh, Stay tuned next week for the next episode. Uh, Once again, thank you to our sponsors, Matthew Movement. You can check out their website, matthewmovement.com. Check out their shirts uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, But for now, as Mike the Baptist signing out. Geology. Yes, sir. Ivan the Savage had to go. Ivan the Savage. Ivan the Average. You know, this man does not, he doesn't have a stage name. So he's trying to think of a stage name. If you think of one for him, send us a message at proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. Send us some suggestions. But uh, he's he's, kind of in the middle. Savage, average. He doesn't know. He doesn't have an identity. But he understands that his identity is in Christ. And that's awesome. So we're out. All right, keep tuned for our social media opening up, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yes, sir.